<laughs> it's not gross I'm though. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's broccoli. <laughs> Didn't even need to eat it. I didn't even have to. <laughs> it was also the largest piece of broccoli. like <laughs> go we ready let's do it all right hey where are my asians at where are they at can i get a hey hey can i get a ho ho you guys aren't asian so you can't do that it's accurate welcome to the friends in low places world famous podcast we got five asian listeners 18 European listeners, zero African listeners, two South American listeners, zero Australians. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> There's no Antarctic. You know, that's actually a good point on um, Buzzsprout, the podcasting platform that I use. It's a great No one. Antarctica. <clears throat> so they just decided to discriminate against an entire continent. You're right. And I'm going to write to Buzzsprout and complain. You should. All right, guys. All right. I got to do a couple housekeeping things real quick. Um, all the friends out there who we know and love, um, please subscribe, like, and comment. Um, right now, honestly, your silence is deafening. I can't hear anything because I don't see anything. You're not liking, you're not commenting, you're not subscribing. We need interaction. That's what we need. I need likes, comments, subscriptions, and I need to feel supported. And honestly, the only people I feel supported by right now are two people from India and three people from Singapore, my five Asian followers. <laughs> Shout out. So what I am going to do at the top of each episode now, I'm going to do to incentivize people to comment... I'm going to read literally every comment that somebody puts, okay? Mm. So let's, let's just them. start from the beginning. There's going to be a lot. I'll roll through them because we've been doing this for four weeks now. Treasure Low, my own flesh and blood sister. Hilarious. Love this. That was to our podcast, number one. That's nice. I like it that. It was nice, but it means nothing because it was my sister. Okay. Paula Escura. Um. When you sing, it feels like there is music in the air. I really like this cover. And that, I don't sing. That was for the Sugar Ray cover that me and Sean did, and she was complimenting Sean. So that's a miss. I need compliments for myself. Right. Okay, Apple. Uh, this Apple. is from the Apple Podcast. A guy named Luke Bradley, December 20th before... Secretly, the first podcast came out before January 1st, but honestly, I don't know who Luke.Bradley is, but I feel like maybe I do. He said, funny and entertaining. Great podcast, Chase. Love it. Thank you. That's nice. He's probably offended that he knows who you are and you don't know who he is. I feel, I feel like I should know Luke Bradley. I feel like I know a Luke Bradley. Luke Bradley is offended. Luke Bradley, I love you. Luke, whoever you are, we love you. We Luke, care about you. Luke, you're my friend. We, we think you have value as a Amen. Human. You do. Yeah. All right, Timmy K. Rads. I know who Timmy is. I know who you are, bro, and I really appreciate this comment. An absolute rootin' tootin' hollerin' of a time. My ears are blessed with, and my sickness is cured. I lift my glass to your partner right on. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> this podcast cures COVID-19. <laughs> hey. You don't even need, uh, what do they call those things? A, a vaccine. A vaccination? <laughs> you don't need a vaccine. Nah. You just you need, just need a, day, a daily dose of friends and low blazes. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, this sounds like a made-up name, but ah, ha, yes. 
said January. That is H A H A A A A A A A A A A. Yes. Said January 11th, 2001. Wow. In all caps. What can I say? But thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the blessing of this pod for this pod. I'll get it together, guys. Look out, NPR. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeehaw. Wait, what's NPR? Uh, was it National Public Radio? Some kind of something out of North Carolina. Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, whatever NP- you are. I'm pretty sure NPR is based out of North Carolina. Yeah, whatever Dude, you I'm are. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, that threw me. I thought NPR must be a national. <laughs> Some kind of LA it or is New York national, city. but you're also assuming that something national can't come out of North Carolina. No, you're right. You're right. That's really closed minded to me. Whoever you are, NPR, watch out because here I come. <laughs> whoever you are, CNN, whoever you are. <laughs> All right. I have to address this the elephant in the room. Yes. Yes, I did wear the same shirt on episode three with Zach Epps. Okay. I will rotate shirts. I'm not a, I'm not, no, I'm not a fashionista with multiple shirts. Okay. I have a couple good shirts and I'm going to rotate through them. You'll see them five, six times within a hundred episodes. Minimalism, man. Thank you. You Marie Kondoed this thing. My, Okay. Everybody, let me read this intro, and then we'll get into things. <sighs> Just imagine uh, intense music playing, Seth, okay? All right, here we go. My guest today has the sickest beard in the game. He is and has been a smoking hot leader... Uh, I'm sorry, a smoking hot worship leader for some big old churches all over the Southeast. He's a songwriter, producer, and a live slash studio session guitarist for many artists across different genres of music. He, uh, he's also played bass on a couple of games we've heard. Yep, uh, pretty absolutely. great as well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Just a little Fire. side note. Have you ever heard of Russia Fools? You ever heard of it? Yes. Have you ever, have you ever heard of Mac Powell? You ever heard you ever heard of him? He's played with him. Uh, not to mention, I can't even uh, you know can't even can't even count. However, okay. <laughs> he he is he. He is a man of the finer. He is a man of the finer things in life. I was, believe it or not, I once was not a classy man that you see before me today. Because of him, I know how to make a charcuterie board. <laughs> he enjoys good food, coffee, rating. Can you say charcuterie? <laughs> Okay, I'll say it again. I once was not a classy man you see before to you today. Because of him, I know how to make a charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Charcuterie board. Okay. All right. Move on. Sorry. I didn't teach him how to spell it or how to pronounce it. You just taught him how to eat it. I taught him how to make it and how to eat it. (laughs) He enjoys good food, drinks, coffee, reading, and spending time with his son, Judah Man. He has the best beard in the game. I wrote that down twice. He talks like a southern gentleman, but sings like a pop angel. He is my friend who forgives me when I am a bad texture and is there for me when I am in need. And I love him dearly, is Seth Rice. Seth, Seth, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm very thankful. And um, you, I, I wanted to touch on the fact that you are a man of the finer things, and you've taught me a lot about uh, how 
how a nice drink tastes, how nice food is, what a nice restaurant is. You're you're really uh, my personal Yelp in a way. Like I've I've hit you up multiple times to find a good restaurant. You know. Yes, um, that is something that I take personal pride in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm proud and, of you for and it. And no doubt, no doubt is on my Instagram bio. Dude, I Yelp t- Master. <laughs> Yelp Master. I I was trying to remember um I thought I wrote it down. I guess I didn't write it. I thought that you were the Duke of Yelp. Is that right? Um I am the Duke of many places on Yelp. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what is how do you become a Duke of something on Yelp? So to become the duke of a particular restaurant or a bar or a coffee shop or whatever, it basically means that you have the most check-ins at that place. So it may not necessarily mean that you are the person that goes there the most, Yeah. but you're just the person that goes there and checks in on Yelp the okay. most. Okay, okay. But I do claim several of those titles. Yeah. You're several the, places. You're the Duke of multiple restaurants, but the King of Yelp, really. Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I'm not yet. Uh, I have not become Yelp elite, which Yelp, if you ever listen to the friends in low places podcast, your boy is trying to become Yelp elite. And you can do that. You can get there. You can you can get there, Wait. but it's also more difficult if you're in like a super metropolitan area like Atlanta. So is that uh, something that Yelp actually has as a Yelp elite? Oh yeah, and Yelp elite, you get like certain um, like benefits that just anybody that has Yelp doesn't necessarily get. Like one particular thing, like because uh, I have a couple of friends who are Yelp elite. They actually get invited by Yelp to like their corporate events where they basically invite all of the Yelp elite people in that city to like a really, really nice restaurant <laughs> and you get like all kinds of free food and drinks and all kinds really? of Really? That's yeah. crazy. I never knew that existed. Dude, yeah. if there's anybody I know that should be that, it's Seth. Agreed. Out of all of my friend group. Cheers. There's nobody I know that deserves Yelp elite. A hundred percent agree. More than Seth. And I think even though you're not an elite yet, you are Duke of many. You it's are just a matter of time, dude. It's just a matter of time, but you are a man of the finer things. I appreciate that. I you're in, you influence me to to be a better host, throw a better party. So I appreciate that. So uh, what I would, uh, what I want to start off with is uh, a little game called uh, the finer things. Mm. So what we're gonna do is, if you reach in your left hand couch, you're gonna find a sleeping mask, and w- what I would like you to do is place that on your face. Um, oh, and and what I'm gonna do is uh, get uh, an assortment of finer things. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna hand feed them to you. And you have to guess what they are. Gosh. I love this. This okay. is the greatest thing. You'll see in the next episode that releases, um, Garrett, I put Garrett to sleep in that sleep mask. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need that on so you can't see it. Sleep mask is on. Man, All right. you Just can't as, see anything, right, Seth? I literally It's can. pretty dark, right? It's pretty dark. <laughs> it looks amazing on you. Uh, this is wow! Oh my god, <laughs> Seth, this is going to be incredible. You're going to love this. We need spoons. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, Seth. Don't worry, Seth. You'll enjoy everything. Open your mouth. It's definitely a type of cheese. Um, cottage cheese. No. 
Goat cheese. Yeah. It's yeah. goat cheese. Yeah. I was okay, like, very good. Wow. Yeah. I was about to say, it's defi- It's not wet enough to be cottage cheese. <laughs> but I was like, okay. okay here we go. It's definitely goat cheese. But I'm into it. Is it a spoon? No, no, thing? not a spoon. It's a, an object. An it's object? A, no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a piece. <laughs> it's a piece mm, of food. This tastes a lot like um, a salad fork. <laughs> and I hear it comes. That's what we call a Lay's potato chip. <laughs> Very good. Even the brandy got. Very good. <laughs> it's not gross I'm though. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's broccoli. <laughs> Didn't even need to eat it. I didn't even have to. <laughs> it was also the largest piece of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Am I supposed to open my mouth a little or a lot? Dude, I'm not watching, sure. Watching Seth open his mouth for these things is so funny. He's like so scared. He's a little bit, a little bit timid. I mean, you know what? This is actually this is bringing back memories. Did you like when you were in middle school or whatever? Did you ever go to a Halloween party? And they had like the brown bags where like you put your hand in. Oh yeah, and it was like. Oh, this is a bag of eyeballs. Yeah. But it was actually just like olives. Yeah, I remember that. This is what this is like triggering my middle school Halloween PTSD right now. But All right, we got a few more things here. Okay. Um, So I need you to kind of lean your head back and just kind of open up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, ready? Here we go. How wide do I need to open? Pretty pretty, wide. Oh, okay. Okay, you got one. You got one. It's a blueberry. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay. Um, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Wait. I think. So, Seth, you're gonna have to take a bite. It's. It's. Uh, I'm just letting you know this one is large. No hands. Okay. Oh, you're saying a bite, not the whole. Well, all right, hey, dude, it could be the whole thing. Okay. I don't know what it is, dude. You don't know what that is? No. Why? Come on. There's another. There's another one. If you want another one. Yeah, we got another one. <laughs> don't worry, we got another. One. I don't need any more. All right. Let me just say that we talked about it tonight. I thought that the drink tasted delicious, and that goes with what I just gave you. You said it tasted like something tasted like soy sauce. Yep. Right, but what what do you what goes with soy sauce? A lot of things go with soy sauce. Wait, how is that not so obvious? That's really blowing my mind that he's not like getting it immediately. Yeah, but like I feel like that has just the What was your first reaction, Seth? Like first reaction. I don't know. I was like, this is some kind of like cauliflower. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But it's also got like, I don't know, there's a certain... I guess if you're blindfolded, that that folded, that is different. That is weird. Yeah, for sure. It was very weird. Whatever it was. I, I can't tell. Okay. Oh, God. Applesauce. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, so we got two more. Um, Finer. These are very fine things. 
cheese it. Okay. What kind of flavor? Original cheese. Uh oh. Sorry, but no. That's just not like normal original <laughs> salted. <laughs> I don't even know any other flavors of cheese it. So. Oh, I'm I love a cheese it. Yeah. Wait, huh? Uh oh. Another one. Yep. <laughs> I can tell you for certain, it's not Italian for cheese. <laughs> Did they make it's not Tabasco. Yeah. It must be white cheddar. Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) Go learn. No, don't worry about it, Seth. It'll be all right. But it. How wide? (laughs) Very wide. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Average. Just take a bite. (laughs) It's a freaking hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a hot dog. It is not a hot dog. All right. What I try to do, I try to get a slim gym. <laughs> I got Hannah's biggest red hot sausage. Golden. <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it's edible. He should look and see what's on the plate. All right, here you go. I don't. Yeah, tell me what tell me what was cauliflower. I don't know. I I I definitely don't want to eat it again. <laughs> what was the Oh, sushi. <laughs> but it was like $5. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's wow, that was fun. Also, it is very bright in here <laughs> after that. <laughs> Dude, um, watching you try to eat that little hot sausage was about the funniest thing. <laughs> you just didn't take a bite of it. You just wouldn't. You're like, <laughs> you literally I know what just it is. Like, <laughs> That's a I'm hot good. dog. No, okay. Well, that is also the biggest piece of broccoli I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Okay, well, the sushi thing, honestly, tastes like sushi to me. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe because well, it was the cheaper vibe. But. It was cheaper, and for whatever reason, it was chicken. Um, I know that sushi uh, chicken, is usually, sushi. <laughs> usually yeah. seafood. You needed to get that um, classic California That roll. was chicken. Yeah. I feel like I did pretty good, though. You did great. I'm proud of Well, me. I think if you would have had a chance to actually eat the hot sausage, you would have known what it was. You would have known that it's Hannah's hot big sausage. Maybe. Whatever it was know. that I got. I tried to get a Slim Jim, but they were literally out. And I was like, all right, this will work. Uh, all right, let's get something way worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you truly are the man of the finer things. Very good. 10 out of 10. Very Beautiful. good. Amazing. Seth, I wanted to touch on this real quick. I know we've talked about it a little bit. I wanted to talk about your life before music though. I yep. know that I know that you played baseball. Jesus I know that true. you did doctor things. Indeed. So I want to talk about baseball first. I know you played baseball in college, right? Did mm-hmm. you get all the babes? I did. Um that's awesome. And well, I don't know if necessarily I did, but in college there is a um a certain group or sect of women that particularly are into baseball players mm-hmm. and uh, they have been come or, or they have come to be known as a group called cleat chasers. Oh, so we talked about the babes. We talked about the girls <laughs> talked about all the, all the, yeah, all the cleat chasers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, we know that you were a ladies man. We get it. Um, did you play? <laughs> did you play guitar uh, back then, or did you think about maybe I could do this down the road, or was it just baseball's life? I mean, baseball. Yeah. So I I pl- I started playing music um, a little later in life. I was like 15, 16 years old, but that's kind of when I first started. Just learning how to strum some chords and stuff like that. It really wasn't like in college was when that um, kind of started to become a passion for me. Like I had always been super into baseball, 
Um, but it was it was very much one of those things where it was like <clears throat> there was a goal, and like for me, the goal was like I I I need to make it to play baseball in college. Yeah, like if if I could do that, then I would feel like I succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably didn't. I always just enjoyed playing baseball when I was a kid, but. In middle school, probably was when that became one of those things of like, okay, this is actually a means of success, mm. and being able to do this and get a scholarship and playing in college means I succeeded. So when when you hit college was and you, for lack of a better word, did not succeed. Um, not saying that you didn't succeed. Yeah. But maybe you didn't go to M- MLB. Yeah, where you like uh, well, this? Uh, this hurts a little bit. So even just making it to play college baseball is such a small statistical feat. Um, it's it, I felt like that was a a big success in itself. Now I did play my freshman and my sophomore year um, of college ball. And after my sophomore year, I did have two or three Division One offers to continue playing baseball. And then I was also offered to come and try out for the Pittsburgh Pirates for their minor league team. And <clears throat> at that point, I was pretty sold on wanting to do music. Yeah. I could have continued. I could have played my junior and senior year playing baseball at a division one or a division two school. I could have potentially tried out for the pirates and could have maybe made it to single a ball where I was in the minor leagues or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just knew that I like, I was, I was good, but there were, it was very obvious that there were other people who were just like standout good. So it was one of those things where I was completely fine with with where I was. I I made it to where I I considered success. I felt successful in baseball <clears throat> when um I had never played uh before in my life and uh you know, I was probably like 20, 21 and uh my church softball league uh needed needed a player and Spencer happened to be on that team. And they called me up and they needed somebody. They needed a breathing human to be there. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Dude, and I, what position did you play? I don't even remember. Don't even remember myself. I think you played catcher. I think he played catcher. You, you are right. That's perfect. And I was like very scared. Well, and slow pitch softball playing catcher is basically like. That's <laughs> basically being a back Not, even a, not <laughs> even a, a position. It's, it's, it's basically like just a, a guy on the field. Like, hey, we need somebody who's a warm body. But and, I think you got a couple hits, though. All right. Well, so that leads me to the story is I, uh, I'm i catcher the entire time. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm looking over every time I even catch a ball, and I'm like, do I throw it back? Do I throw it to what? Do, what do I do? And then um, so that was the entire game. But finally, it's my turn to hit, and they're just like, all right, Chase, it is your turn to hit. Just go out there and <laughs> And swing strike out, out. Swing for the fences, kid. And uh, I do. And I no idea what I'm doing. No swinging technique. I get up there. The first hit, I freaking hit a single. And I just start running. And I hit that base. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> go. Let's I don't know. Go. You did. I remember I don't that. know how I made contact. I don't know how. Dude, I mean, when it comes to slow pitch softball, you're okay. literally, I mean, literally, like right, the well, average human can see a ball floating at snail speed and sure. swing at it and probably hit it. <laughs> okay. <true>. Well, <laughs> let, I think it was but going. But it, it was awesome that you did that. I think it was going, I think it was going uh, faster than average, I would say. You would say it was somewhere between slow and fast pitch. I don't think so. Medium. I think Definitely would, not a medium slow pitch. I think medium it was a freaking pitch. 12 foot arc and softball. I, and I know <laughs> and I know that they I know underhanded. And I'm a, I am aware that when I got up to the base everybody was like, "Come in, come in." And they brought everybody in from the outfield 
<laughs> but I really surprised him when <laughs> I actually him. hit it. He hit that fast grounder over second Because I know I when right, I know when people like you or Clay or Parker would go out there, they'd be like, back it up, back it up. But uh for me, they uh bring it in. Well, I think they, it was more right, you know what's crazy is that that was the first game that Chase played and the first time he hit, and they still Thank you. they still knew that. Literally, just by the way he looked when he walked up to the plate. <laughs> you know, that... <laughs> like, the way that, he carried the bat and walked up to the plate, everybody was like, all right, move it up. <laughs> you know, I've never thought about... It, holding it like this. I've never thought about that. Like, they've never seen me. they never met me. Yeah, they me. don't know. Maybe you're they a monster. No yeah. But they knew somehow. But, but they didn't know. Because no, I was a monster but, and I actually but, hit it. But, but... but you did you did prove everybody wrong and you hit a straight like hard hit up the center thank you i remember right over second base and nobody was at second base like they you know the the no, shortstop and the second baseman were not covering second base they weren't base. even expecting it no yeah so those, in a certain those sense fools. you you outperformed way above what everybody thought was possible Exactly. Now, what did you do the other times that you hit? Because surely you didn't just hit once. You hit multiple times. Do you remember what you did after that? <laughs> now that you say that, <laughs> I do actually remember hitting a couple more times. And by hitting, I mean swinging. And I remember feeling... I think you just grounded out. I no, just... I remember feeling very confident after that first hit. And yeah. I remember striking out maybe two or three more times. Yeah. Dude. And I was like, what's happening? I hit it the first time. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> you sports sports talk. Sports talk. End of Friends sports talk. And sports talk pay, places. All right. Mm -hmm. So you uh you went to college and then you went you went to some sort of medical thing. I think it was you did anesthesia. Can I guess? No. Incorrect. You did uh dentistry. Incorrect. I you have did a guess. go ahead. Radiology. Incorrect. Well, oh. I thought that was it actually. I thought that was it. Well, uh, it was part partially correct. You people think I do I did radiology, but radiology is just doing x rays. Okay. I did radiation oncology. Okay, so explain Dang, what that close. is. Very close. But that's actually what most people think when I tell them that I was a radiation therapist or whatever, they're like, Oh yeah, so you did radiology. I'm like, No. Um, and nothing wrong. Radiology is great. It's taking x-rays. But radiation oncology, uh, or what I specifically did, radiation therapy, is actually um, if any, if you guys or anybody listening, if you've ever had a friend or a family member or a loved one who has been diagnosed with cancer mm -hmm. and they've taken radiation treatments, what I did for a profession for almost five years um, I was the person who gave them their radiation treatments to treat their cancer. That's okay. a that's that seems like a a tough tough little job, huh? It was, uh, but I loved it. Uh, the people, the thing that I loved the most about it was I got to um, work with people on a daily basis because if you're doing radiation treatment. Uh, radiation treatments as a cancer patient, you are coming to the clinic five days a week. So, wow. uh, and on a short scale, you would come at minimum 10 to 12 times. On the long scale of that, you would come 40 to 46 times. Wow. So, you could imagine, like, you really, you kind of really get to know people. I mean, especially the patients that are coming 40 times. I mean, you're you're literally going to see them five days a week for four to five weeks. Yeah. Um, so is so. it <clears throat> is it just uh, like a a fluid that you just pump up into them or uh, radiation um, oncology is where we use an external beam radiation. Um, to treat. It's almost kind of a way of uh, a really high x-ray essentially to 
kill cancer cells. When when you do the radiation treatments, you you will kill good cells and bad cells. But the good cells have the ability to regenerate and replenish way quicker. So once the bad stuff is gone, mm-hmm. the good stuff can replenish and and do what it needs to do. Wow, that shows you awesome. that uh, <clears throat> you know positivity really um, positive life giving cells replenish. Posit- positivity is the key. And uh, cancer, <laughs> cancer, yeah, cancer. Funny you mentioned. Funny you mentioned cancer. That leads us to our cover that we did. Um, two twenty two. Two twenty. Two twenty by the Colony House. I think it's just called Colony House. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just the- let me just redo that. A cancer. That's funny. Um, yeah, 220. That leads us to our cover uh, Dude, co- by Colony House. Cancer is hilarious. <laughs> I, I have yet to listen to the full record, but because um, I feel like Jess is more of a Colony House fan than I am. She kind of showed me some stuff, and I was like, this this is sick. And I never heard 220 until you we were trying to figure out a cover, and you recommended it. And then I listened to it, and the funny part is you were like, this sounds like me on guitar and this sounds like you on drums. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of fit us both. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think this album and specifically this song, this song was uh, featured in a, in a Applebee's commercial. Really? Yeah. So that's a great fun fact. That is a heavy song for an <laughs> Applebee's commercial. I think it was like... It was playing. It was like that bump, and it was and like, like showing some ribs on yeah, a grill. They're just serving. Just apps. like, yeah. Isn't that always what it is? Anytime like there's like some barbecue off the grill thing, it's always like yeah, some heavy guitar that's song. True. Yeah, that it's is gotta true. be. Or like, you can't you can't play an acoustic guitar tune when yeah, you're you're right. when you're freaking flaming up a grill with yeah, ribs. It's gotta be yeah, a you're not gonna play riff. something sweet and soft and no. you're gonna play it's something gotta hardcore. Be, it's gotta be something you're like Yeah. Yeah. Just, just stank face too. Just tasty. So you have yet to record it. So I recorded it on Monday and it was a lot of fun. It was mm. actually a lot of fun. I knocked it out pretty quickly. I think it's in my wheelhouse oh, and just being really straightforward. Yes. Yeah, dude, because you're ama- you're amazing. Okay. Well, I mean, he is. Though. That felt a little sarcastic. No, but no, I no, appreciate no. that. Chase, you're incredible. Okay. Well, I tried to play Edge of Desire, and that took me two and a half hours. So, <laughs> Edge of Desire. Dang. Okay. Anyways, that's by um, John Mayer. Dude, yeah. that, the feel also, on that song another was one so of, hard to get. Another one of my favorite songs. So good. We could have done that one. Uh, we could have done that one. Anyways, um, so th- this one was a lot of fun, though. And my favorite part, I want to know your favorite part, if you can think of it, but was the the uh, band. I, I, I'm just going to uh, mouth guitar I'm real ready. quick. So it's like... <laughs> That was probably my favorite part. The uh, oh yeah, the little retard right there. Yes, well that that part to R me. Word? Yeah. Okay, I didn't say no. It <laughs> no no Jesse. It's funny. Jesse looked at me and she said, <laughs> "Jess." For those of you, that you don't know, know that I would never say the R word. I think you might need to explain a retard in 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 music theory is when you slow down from the original tempo to, to either you. end a song or go into another section of a song, and it's a technical word. A retard. Thank you. Not. <laughs> yeah. Not it is that. an actual I would technical never, thing. I would never say. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I love that part of the song as well. So this song to me feels very um, 70s rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like the guitar tones, the way, every, the way everything's kind of put together, even the vocal and the everything. The drums sound very like John Bonham. <clears throat> yeah, they're just, everything about the song just sounds huge. Yeah. And kind of, the guitars are just kind of like, just raw. The drum, and uh, the part that made me think about you on the drums is, um, one thing, the way that I've kind of explained the way that Chase plays drums a lot is, 
there's there's a a way that like guys like John Bonham and or like I don't know the name of the drummer from like Stone Temple Pilots, but no. the way that like the STP drummer like just has this way of like sitting back on the click, uh huh, and it feel it's it's a weird thing because it feels uh it feels kind of lazy mm-hmm. but it's not like oh wow that guy's all over the click yeah it's just i think a lot of times people try to play on top of the click yeah uh to a song and the way that you play and the way that the drums are played specifically on this colony house song mm-hmm. is like you can really tell that he just sat back. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to play too quick. He wasn't trying to overplay. It's almost like it's a very relaxed way of playing drums. Yeah. And uh, so just between, uh, that's what reminded me for, for you on yeah. the drums, but also just, I I can play a lot of different things. I love folk music. I love really chill, whatever kind of stuff. But there's just a part of me that is always going to want to just play some raw rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of shows through my playing as well. Yes. For sure. So, oh, yeah. What kind of um, gear, guitar pedals do you i know you haven't recorded it yet but do you have an idea of what you're going to use in case any guitarists out there are wondering yeah well i do know that i will most likely use um i have a couple of different amps but uh specifically there's something about just like a cranked like a a super cranked up like black face fender or like a cranked, like a tweed Fender style amp that just works really well for this. A Marshall also would be amazing. Um, so I have a couple of those options, but if I was going to go with like a pedal, um, I have a pedal called a Walrus Iron Horse. I like that. Um if I use the gain down on that, it gives me like a really, really cool. It's almost like a cross between like a really thick overdrive and a fuzz kind of thing. And that's kind of like the vibe on mm-hmm. the guitars for this song. It's like they're really thick guitars, but they're not just like overly like gained up. It's not just like. Yeah. crazy like distortion you know, not yeah. like crazy metal distortion but it's just good raw rock and roll like you can tell that they probably just plugged straight into an amp with a like a les paul or a es335 mm-hmm. and just cranked it up and just went for it yeah so i probably would try that same approach just like guitar direct into something and just crank it up and just go. I love it. So, well, um, okay. Little, uh, marathon update, um, that I'm doing. Um, I have been slacking. I was supposed to run my 17 miles, uh, last weekend and I did not, I had a rough weekend and, uh, I did not run my 17 miles. So why was your weekend rough? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, that is you, the marathon update. Were you supposed to meet up with Spencer and I somewhere? I don't think so. And if, you I don't know if I if I'm didn't like, show up. Yeah, like if I'm trying to re- recollect, I think you were supposed to hang out with Seth and I maybe on Saturday. It was a beautiful day. We enjoyed our time together. We did. I remember looking outside from the blinds. And thinking, wow, it's really beautiful outside. But it's really beautiful. I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to go back to sleep and I'm going to be depressed. <laughs> so back in December 4th, uh, December 1st, uh, something like that, I had my mental, complete mental breakdown and um, I cried. And uh, I've been really good up until that point. But the day before my birthday <laughs> hit another low point. But you know what? You bounce back and... Uh, 
The years start coming and they don't stop coming. Dude. Do you know how um, you have those thoughts sometimes that uh, someone might kill you in a Kroger parking lot? Yep. Um, <laughs> well, I walked into uh, a gas station the other day and I walked into a tiny bathroom and there was a, uh, there was just a dude in there and he didn't look like he would be shopping at what's a nice retail store crate and barrel yep he didn't look like he would be in crate and barrel you know (laughs) not the north nordstrom kind of guy yeah yeah he wouldn't be in nordstrom um so that's all i gotta say so i walked in there i used the urinal and i when i was peeing i was like i wonder if this guy is gonna take my head and smash it up against the 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 wall and kill me and try and take my money. I had that thought. And then I was like that's a that's an insane thought. Nobody's in a quick trip bathroom going to just smash my head up against the wall probably. It could happen. It could happen. But then I thought I was like how many people have actually I how many people have I walked into a bathroom and they actually thought about smashing my head up against the wall and they were like no. Not today. Maybe next time. So maybe not as specific as smashing my head up against the wall, but how many people do you think in your life have looked at you and been like, should we kill this guy or oh or not? And, and you just kind of like skated by and you're just like, hey. You know, I'm really not sure, but that is uh, a really wild thought. Don't you think that that's happened though? Some point in your life that somebody thought about killing you is isn't there like a statistics that says something like you're most likely to be killed by people that know you? Interesting. I think that's for sure correct. Yes. Yes. You're more than likely to be killed by somebody that knows you. Yeah. So, I know a lot of people. <laughs> so. <laughs> so your chances okay. of getting murdered are so, pretty high. <laughs> I was gonna chances say, I was, of getting murder are at least one in ten thousand. And if you had to kill uh, one of your friends and get away with it, <laughs> how would you do it, and who would it be? You know, let's just focus on how you would kill somebody and get rid of the body and get away with it. Oh, easy. Um, God it's okay. Him. I know it's a tough question. It's okay. I'm gonna get a refill. I'm oh, choking yeah. in more than one way. You, you want me to get y'all refills? And then we can think about how you would kill somebody. Man, that's I do, a tough I do question. need to take a, a, a pee break as well. So yeah, we'll I'll just... probably do that as well. I can't hey, thanks for you. letting me barge in on y'all's podcast. I'm, Dude, I feel like a very honored guest right now. Here. I'm thankful that Seth, you're here. I'm very thankful that you're here. Thankful that you're doing this. All right, if you had to kill one of your friends. Oh, wow, I completely forgot. How would, uh, how, <laughs> and get away with it, how would you do it? Okay, and we'll figure out who it would be later, but how would you do it? You know, <clears throat> all right, let's take friends out of it. If you had to kill a person and get away with it, how would you do it? Is there a way, wait, what is, what is the way that would like where you could inject a person and they could just basically kind of fall asleep and then just sleeping beauty die? Like I a horse like, tranquilizer. Something like that. I feel like there are um like a lot of spies in different countries. That's kind of how they do it. They have like a, a needle on the palm of their hand. And yeah, then they're like, just, they're like, how are you? Yeah, and then six hours later, they're dead. That's that that kind of thing. <clears throat> that would th- be cool. I think there's a poison called ricin. Mm, I have heard of that. Yeah, and I think that you just die. If I had to do it, I'm trying to think of the way I would do it. I would want to be disconnected completely. So I, I thought That's about how I see it. I thought about maybe a booby trap in their house. Mm-hmm. I just set up the booby trap and I leave. And yeah, uh, but then like. Your fingerprints are in the house. I wear gloves. Uh, mm, hair I, follicles could have fallen out. You know, I, I thought about establishing a really good friendship with them. 
to where I'm there over at their house all the time. So where neighbors are like, oh yeah, Chase is just over here again. But then of course I would be a suspect at that point, right? Yeah, because they'd be like, oh, he was, I saw him go in there that day. He was there. No, look, this is how well, you do it's it. His Let me tell you how to do it. You sneak up on their house from mm-hmm. miles away with yeah. a rifle that has a silencer. You're completely disconnected from ever being around their house, anywhere near their house. So you park, let's say, five, six miles away from their house, and you you travel walking <laughs> to the front of their house, and you just wait for them to come outside, and you pick them off. <laughs> oh my God. And then you go back I home. Thought about this way too much. You use an old rifle. You use an old. You use old bullets yeah. that you've never. They haven't used in a. I mean, like, like say somebody like for instance, my grandpa has like a bunch of guns. You and he's bought got, at a pawn shop. Well, I was gonna say he's got ammo that's literally Yard from sale. like the nineties, eighties, and nineties. He's got ammo that's unused from the eighties and nineties. There's no way you could trace where that ammo was bought. And you pop somebody off with an old thirty out six round, and game over. Silencer, so nobody hears it. Literally, they're just out in their front yard and they die. Just keep. And felt- then you're going, you're driving back home, and you 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 take that gun and you put it in an incinerator. Where do you get an incinerator? You know, just your local incinerator, <laughs> dude. Hey, I'm here just to incinerate my gun. And they're like, no, what? Pa- no particular reason. I just really want to get rid of. This. I just need some more space in my garage, so. I don't know. Okay, maybe not incineration, but but you would hide the gun in a place that's impossible to find it. And the odds of the cops finding out that you did it would be so low. Like how do they how would they ever especially but unless you had a motive though. If you like you had been in a fight with that person or if you had disagreements, then that could be something that would be tough, but if let's just say you wanted to just kill a friend and there was really no motive, That'd be tough for them to find you. I yeah yeah that makes sense. I mean that, that that's better than a, a booby trap, honestly. Yes. Okay, guys, just take a quick break. I got a little ad to read. Um, guys, I'm scared. Okay. I'm really scared. What are you scared about? Are you guys fearful? Are you guys scared right now? No, not really. Are you guys afraid of our country's current co- political and social climate right now? Kind of. Yeah. And lastly, aren't we all afraid of our bum bums not being properly cleaned? Always. I would say that's a solid fear. I'm more afraid of that than the current political climate. Hey, fear no more. This bidet is going to unite America again and keep your beehole shiny clean. <laughs> yeah, it is. Save. Okay. I feel like I so I wrote down this ad. I feel like I I missed a part though. Um is it an actual ad? I'll say at the end that it's not, but okay. Anyways. <laughs> but I love that. Don't just wipe away your anxiety and depression about the US and fear of democracy crumbling, squirt it away with Green Coast Freshwater Bidet. Save 15% by using promo code CHAZHOLE. Chaz, like my name, I just made up and all whole. Again, promo code CHAZHOLE. Um, pro tip is I've used the bidet and keep your B-hole closed. It's true, though. That is a pro tip because I've been... So when I first used it, I just wide opened and it hurt. It felt like I was forcing something up there that shouldn't be going up there. And I felt like Like I needed... Like a super soaker stream. Yeah, I felt like I needed to do that to make it really clean. But I don't think you need to. I think you can just keep it closed and you get it clean and it doesn't hurt. But if you close it, how does it reach... I don't think uh, you're not theory- trying to clean the inside. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so you're not saying close your cheeks. You're just saying close no, the b hole. Just close the hole. Exactly. Engage your sphincter. Exactly. 
I was opening it up and it doesn't feel good. Dude, Dude, there was like a sense want. of pain. Engage your sphincter sounds so epic to say, but then when you, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. Do you want 35% off? Use the code engage your sphincter. <laughs> yeah, that's Dude, a better promo but like, code. But that, that phrase is like so powerful sounding. In. Gage it sounds like something a transform. Sphincter. It sounds like something a transformer would say right before battle. <laughs> Autobots, engage the sphincter, <laughs> dude. Autobots. Autobots, engage the sphincter. So, <laughs> that's so, it. But for, you, for us humans, that's pretty gross. That's great, have you though. used uh, a bidet before? I have. Really? Okay. So tell me your experience. What your thoughts were. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let me just say, my only experience has been a couple times we just got a bidet. Um, <clears throat> it looks like a geriatric uh, toilet. Um, <laughs> I did notice it in there. Uh, it's not whilst it's not, peeing. It's not too visually satisfying, uh, but it, it but does it is satisfying. <laughs> satisfying. To, it to satisfies your sphincter. Exactly. That's right. All right. Anyways, what was your experience with the uh, bidet? So I've had a few. Um, really. I've actually quite a few. I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing: the toilet that I frequented a lot that had a bidet also had a back bidet, a front bidet, but also front and back fans to dry you off. Whoa, dude. That is an experience. Whoa. Was this at like Buckingham Palace or something? I or mean, or, was or Japan. I hear Japan has very good toilets. Potentially. It was not Japan. Or Buckingham Palace. <laughs> not Buckingham Palace, as seen on the Netflix show, The Crown. Very good. Yeah, that uh, they have bidets in there. <clears throat> they do. Interesting. But here's the interesting thing. I think the bidet is helpful depending on the consistency of your poo. Please explain. If you got that PBP, peanut butter poo. Thank you. The kind where you have to wipe 5,000 times. It's only going to help you when you're getting towards the end of that. Like whole conundrum. So, but mm -hmm. if you have, for example, if you have diarrhea, we all know the feeling of hot butt after diarrhea. Yep. We all know the feeling. <laughs> it's almost like there's steam coming out. Tell me you don't know the feeling of hot butt. I know the I know feeling, and I'm sorry is. that I laughed. Go ahead. <laughs> it's true, though. After. After that, once you wipe the initial bidet stream, it will sting. Yeah. But after the initial sting comes relief and comfort. But more so than the relief and comfort from the bidet stream is the airstream. Ah. The fan. Wow. And that's the what fan. we don't have. Have you guys ever wow. thought about blind people and when they poop, how do they know when to stop wiping? <laughs> I've never thought of that in my I life. Just, just the thought, like if you're blind and you use the restroom, how do you know when to stop wiping? Do you think that they like smell? See, I don't know. Oh but, but, my but, god! No, I'm think saying about it, that. Chase. Think about that. it. Think about it. Like you, you, you use the bathroom, and you, I really, I really believe that there is no way because you, I feel like that you could even. All right, <laughs> let me just say, even my clear wipes that I have, you know, they still smell probably. That's not necessarily true because I will say this for for certain. Do you get what I'm saying, Jess? Eight yeah. eight times out of ten when I poop, it doesn't smell. Okay. This is true. What? This is true. Eight times out of ten, it doesn't smell bad. Okay. You must have healthy kidneys or something. Yeah, I'm not I didn't say my gas didn't smell bad. Okay. I just said that when I poop. Okay, so eight times out of ten, it doesn't smell bad, and also in those same eight out of ten, uh, it's like a two to three wipe scenario, and I'm golden. But if but, you were blind, how would you know? But if I'm blind, here's the thing, though: if if one of your senses is dulled like that, 
isn't it a thing that it heightens some of your other senses? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, like, like, like for example, like your I'm taste. Not, yeah, like taste or so like you smell. taste your your tissue paper. Well, I'm just saying you could smell. <laughs> like I'm just saying, if you were going <laughs> to the extreme of like you can't see if there's if it's still streaky, but if it like if you're smelling, and it's just kind of like. Right. Well, well, that's not too bad. Let's move on. Yeah. I guess there would have to be a lot of like, hey, I think I'm good. <laughs> and so I feel I'm like there's probably also travel with freaking baby wipes. That's a good yeah, that's a good yeah. tip. And I, I feel like there's probably amount of feel that you get to it. You know what I yeah, mean? Some, like yeah. Do you true. feel when it's like real goopy, like that peanut but PBP that, that you were talking about? Yeah. I think if I was blind, I would try to schedule my poos to be right before I shower. Mm, that's a good tip. That's a really good now, tip. Now, I know it wouldn't happen that way every time, yeah. but I would try to at least make 50% of my poos be right before I'm showering. So that way, like, I'm hitting the shower. I know I'm going to clear out that crack. That is a very, very good tip to all you blind people out hey. there. <laughs> hey, clear that crack. And if, hey, if you are... A person that is blind and you you have any insight, comment. Please do. Quick little deep dive on social media. Social media deep dive. Should I come up here as well? Yeah, if you want to get a little closer. All right. So uh, I wanted to bring up this uh, side of Seth right here. Oh, yeah. And um, for people who can't see, it looks like you're in a a band cover of some sort and you have a hair that cannot be um, ignored. That's correct. This was uh, what we like to call the emo days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And also the biggest my hair has ever been. That's some serious hair. That's very healthy, vibrant, beautiful hair. Which is crazy to think about that I don't have it now. (laughs) But there it is. Uh, here is another pick of that band, and it's a interesting choice as far as a band picture goes. This was actually the album cover. Are you kidding? No, I'm kidding. Oh <laughs> man, this was a random you got out. Me. <laughs> this was a, what if I was like the name of the band was Helping <laughs> Hands. <laughs> kidding. Helping this was, Hands. <laughs> This was a random outtake. Oh, my God. That is such an awful picture. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it, though. Do you have any uh, advice that comes to mind? If you had to give one piece of advice for, like, a musician, producer coming up, does anything stick out to you? I think one of the biggest things uh, that I would tell musicians is, especially younger musicians, is, like, don't worry about trying to be better than everybody else. You just have to find your unique voice. Like the reason why the guitar players or the drummers or whatever, like uh, the reason why we know who they are, some of them are some of the best, but also not all of them are the best. It's just they have found what they do and they do it really, really well. And so I would just say it's kind of like the reason why people love the color blue is because it's the color blue. They don't love the color blue because it's trying to be red or orange or pink or purple. It's because the color blue is the color blue. So find whatever is uniquely you. Find that lane. Really stick with it. And... um People will either appreciate it or they won't. Some of the greatest artists in the world, people didn't appreciate until they were dead dead, yeah. and long gone. So um, I would just say find the voice that is uniquely yours and I just kind of run after that. So I love you're it. You're probably going to die before people think you're cool. That's basically what I'm getting right, at. Right, but, right. Also, <laughs> but also... Legends never die. There you go. Yeah, that's deep. 
Hey, Seth, where can uh, where can people find you? Do you want to plug anything? I know that you're coming out with your own music. Mm. Just plug whatever you want to plug for the uh, um, for the 85 people that will listen to this. Yeah, um, but down the road, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Could be thousands. Exactly, thousands. Um, yeah. So my name is Seth Rice. S e t h r i c e. Uh, I do have my own solo music. Um, so it's on Spotify, iTunes, all of those kinds of things. Chase plays on a lot of it. So shout out to Chase. Thank you. Chase, I'm thankful Chase, that Chase, I do. Chase. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear any of the music that I do, my solo stuff, there it is. I play on a variety of other things, but that's probably the best way to keep up with like my own personal and then as far as uh, did you mention your instagram or uh i guess instagram would be a good place to follow you as well right i think it's just seth underscore rice i got in on the instagram game early enough yeah i didn't have to do anything crazy that's nice (laughs) oh the finer things if you want to know about the finer things as chase was mentioning earlier i also have a very low key (laughs) Uh, food and beverage Instagram account, and it is blessed and highly flavored. You I can love find it. that. Amen. Love it. It's almost as it's good as word. the name is "Friends in Low Places." I would agree. It uh, it's close. good. It's great. Seth, thank you for uh for doing this, and uh, I love you. I love you, Spence. Thanks for being here, and uh, friends in low places. Thank you, guys. Thank Bless you, Seth. Bow, 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 bow. A little wonder.